Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. A Gay and a Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. Two unlikely friends take on the world. Hey, welcome to A Gay and Non-Gay. It's Dan Hudson and James Barr. He's gay, I'm not. And today we are joined by Ollie Pike. Yes! Uh, we love Ollie Pike. I love Ollie Pike. He's amazing. He has been working on LGBTQ plus children's education for time, bruv. Yeah, so we wanted to put this episode out ahead of Christmas because Ollie's books are great Christmas present ideas. And what you can do is go onto his website, popandolly.com, and send one of his books to the school either that you used to go to or the school that your friends, kids go to. <laughs> uh, Any school. Any school. All schools. So James and myself have both done this. Yep, I've donated to the West Rise Infant School in Eastbourne. Yes, and I have donated to Tudor Grange School in Sutter Hall. It's just really cute because it'll help other children grow up knowing that LGBTQ plus people exist and will make isolated children who feel they don't fit in know that they're not alone. Welcome to a gay and a non-gay. excited to be like a bit of a lad what are you talking about being a lad really it's a bit of a lad's podcast (laughs) is it yeah no it's not (laughs) what do you mean like you know one of the boys the boys (laughs) is it a lad's podcast I don't think so. No, I mean, not really. I think but. Dan has such a. I think Dan is such a lad that he has a lad vibe, and that that spreads onto me. So but you have a lad vibe, <laughs> and sometimes when I'm around other lads, it makes me like wee, yeah, wee, <laughs> way, wee. Hey. That was think? great. Right? What do you think, Dan? It's good. It's good. When I do my wee, hey, I sound like the person who does the girl who does the wee, hey, probably on your podcast. Wee, probably higher than her. So Ollie Pike's here. Wee, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw you on Victoria Derbyshire's programme, which is like a current affairs show in the UK. And they had this really bizarre episode where they recreated a school lesson where a teacher, an, an actual teacher, got up and read a book. <laughs> and Tango Makes Three. It wasn't one of my it books. It wasn't one of Ollie's The one books. about the penguins. Yeah, it was a book about these penguins who adopt uh, a chicken or something. Um, it's not about that at all. <laughs> anyway, this guy's reading it out to the class and the class is various people and Ollie's one of the people in the class and there's also various homophobic people <laughs> gosh yeah wow really it was and like 50 50 wasn't it yeah and then as soon as um as soon as he finishes reading the book he invites a conversation about it and straight away people are like well obviously it's just trying to further the uh, lgbt agenda and i no. don't agree with that um <laughs> can i just say one thing so he finished reading the book this adorable story and he went so class what's this book about and then this woman who i've debated with on the news who's anti-LGBT plus education, said, it's about the corruption of society. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I just looked at her and I was like, here we go. You were great. That's because I've been media trained. Tra- trained. 
Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously not very well, because it just... <laughs> yeah, screwed no. up with that word. Yes, <laughs> I think what you said was really important about how it's not about anything other than just saving lives. Yeah, that's what it is to me, and that's what I have to remember when I'm creating all my work. Like, that's the core of it. Maybe it didn't start out like that, but that is the mission now, to save lives. And, and we do that by educating. Like, can you explain exactly. a bit more about what, how? So my company, Pop and Ollie, started on YouTube like years and years ago. Because uh, my background's in theatre and children's entertainment. Um, but I started creating my own content online. And then one day I was like, I'm going to start making my content LGBT plus inclusive because I think the world needs it. Because that's the content I needed when I was younger. I felt very lonely growing up. I had a good childhood, but I think a lot of queer people feel alone because they don't feel like they fit in. Also, my own experience with homophobia, getting verbal abuse in the street from people. I was just like, where's this come from? This makes no sense. Who's taught you to be like that? Mm. When actually it's a case of they've not been taught not to be like that. Double negative. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. That's why I was like, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm just going to start putting queer characters in my animations because sometimes it's like me on the channel with my little balloon sidekick talking about stuff then other times it's like full-on stories and then people were watching the videos and i was like it'd be really good to turn these videos into books because people might buy them and turns out they did and now i'm a children's author (laughs) (laughs) so it's honestly it's like my dream job i'm so happy and privileged to be doing it but it's also just so important and i can't really put into words how important it is to educate people about same-sex relationships Mm. to tell children that we exist not because it's the corruption of society but because we exist so it just makes sense to tell people we exist so they don't think we're different you don't have to be lgbt to like learn about it yeah and respect it and there's so many funny tweets about this kind of thing isn't there i'm trying to remember one now i think joe lysett tweeted saying yeah he studied history at school and now he's a tudor yeah (laughs) tudor (laughs) wench yeah tudor wench that was it (laughs) i'm trying not to get into it because it it really winds i mean winds everyone up but it really winds me up as well it makes me angry makes me so angry we've done so much not just me and not just we but like the people who've come before us to get to a point where we're just about being accepted and then you're trying to make us look like the villains and also you are doing such a disservice to all the other Muslims, Christians, Jewish people who are in support of LGBT plus education. You're in the minority, but you're shouting the loudest. And you're ruining it for everyone. <laughs> That's how I feel. That is how I feel. So just stop it. And you're right, because it makes everyone look bad. Yeah. We don't want to be in our separate tribes. Tribes are great, but we want to be able to come together. And you're dividing us. And I feel sorry for their children. I feel horrendous for the children. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if any of their children turn out to be LGBT plus? Which inevitably they will. And that's really sad for them. That's why they need one voice, whoever it is, whether it comes from the book or whether it comes from YouTube or a podcast, saying that actually it's okay to be whoever you are. Because kids are smarter than we give them credit for. I've been into loads of primary schools the past year and I've met thousands of kids. And I tell you one thing... They fully understand LGBTQ+. <laughs> they fully understand that families come in different shapes and sizes. I tell you the one thing they don't understand. Kids do not understand inequality. They don't understand when people get hurt. They don't understand when people are imprisoned for being gay or for being who they are. That's what they don't understand. Honestly, their faces are like, what? That doesn't make sense. And I'm like, I know, I what know. you tell people about other countries? because yeah, we'll watch Prince Henry and I'll tell them, I'll say... You, you do know that, you know, laws have changed. And it actually used to be illegal for, like, two men to be married. And they're like, what? Why? 
And I'm like, I don't know, but it's stupid. So, honestly, kids are smarter than everyone. Someone on this Victoria's Arbourshire programme, she said, um, what would you do if your child was gay? Would you want your child to not come out until they were 50? And she also and, said, and be, su- be suicidal. Yeah, would you want her to have suicidal thoughts? And, and this woman said, yes. <laughs> I mean, that's a slam dunk of a answer, isn't it? Because it's like, you've, you've, you've backed yourself into a corner now that, that is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But that's what we're dealing with. This is what they do, though. They always do that. They push themselves into a place where they'll just say something utterly ridiculous because they're so mindless about their opinion. If people try to pick fights with you and stuff in, in, in real life or on Twitter about... Um, a little bit. I'd say 90% is just like absolute positivity, which is incredible. Yeah. But then there was a time, maybe in 2017, where there was like a trend of like hate channels on YouTube in 2017. It was a weird, weird time. And they came across my stuff and then they just decided that I was brainwashing children and indoctrinating them. And they were calling me really, really horrible stuff. And... About 20 different channels made hate videos about me. I was getting about thousands of, like, comments. It was just disgusting. I had to get the police involved. Oh, and wow. that was probably the scariest time because I hadn't ever experienced anything like that. I mean, everyone's always liked me, so it was really <laughs> weird. <laughs> and I take that back. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm quite, like, chilled out and friendly. So to have, like, thousands of people tell you some really disgusting things, it was awful. And, like, I was like, this is what my life's going to be like for the rest of my life. I didn't think it was ever going to stop. Luckily, it only lasted like maybe three weeks, a month, but it's awful. And I really feel when I, like I watched that documentary with the Jessie from Little Mix about her online trolling. I only experienced not even a percentage of what she would have experienced. And that online bullying is, it's driving people to kill themselves. Mm. So I think that's probably one of the, the wider issues that we're looking at in general is just it's combating bullying in general, whether it's LGBT plus or whether it's, you know, trying to shame people for whatever. Did you feel that when you were when you were receiving this hate then? Did you let that penetrate you? Did that affect your mental health? Honestly, there was one moment when I was actually like, what have I done? Why did I start doing all this? There must really? be something wrong with me. They were calling me a paedophile. I almost knew that that's what you'd been called before you said that. Yeah. Because I also have had, I've had people call me that yeah. before. And that's like, like the most psychic blow you can give someone. Because if you call me gay, I don't care. Like, of course I'm gay. But I don't know, it's just like I care so much about like, educating children. So they, they then went for the thing that they knew would really hurt me yeah. by calling me that. And, I, you know, I'm not ashamed to say that. It made me, it did make me feel a little bit suicidal because I was like, I'm going to have this for the rest of my life. What have I done? Which is ridiculous. And I'm such a well-put-together guy that they made me feel like that. And it just makes me think there's so many vulnerable, vulnerable people out there, teenagers, who are being bullied online. No wonder teenagers are killing themselves. Sorry <laughs> so, to take it to a... No, like, no, really... no, no, no. This is how we roll, by the way. We're, we're a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast. Your latest book, Kenny Lives with Erica and Martina, is actually kind of a riff on an 80s book called Jenny Lives with Eric and Martin. Yeah, you got it. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I think that's so awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Tell yeah. us the story behind that, though. So basically, this, this book in the 80s was banned from schools. Mm-hmm. So let me take you back to 1980. A Danish author called Suzanne Bosch. She created the story called Kenny, no, called Jenny Lives with Eric and Martin, which was about a little girl that lived with two dads in the Netherlands, a true story. When that book got brought over to the UK in 1983 and translated, it kicked up such a fuss and that was vilified as homosexual propaganda and it led to Section 28. 
And so the book was obviously banned. No kids got to learn anything from that book. And then when Section 28 was repealed in 2003, they said Gay Men's Press wanted to republish it. However, because of the controversy, the author had withdrawn her rights. Ah. So the book never really got to live their life. If you don't know what Section 28 is, it's basically a law that came into place in the UK that banned schools from even acknowledging the existence of LGBTQ plus people, which I think has led to a catastrophic amount of bad mental health and intolerance for LGBT people in the UK. So your book is here to kind of celebrate the original author's work? It's been inspired by more what happened to the book. So obviously the book got vilified and then they tried to cover it up and pretend it didn't exist. And that's kind of like the theme of my story. So my story is about Kenny, who has two mums, but that's not what the story's about. He lives in a world which is like black and white. And actually I love that, that the story isn't really about the fact that he's got two mums. It's yeah. just very normal that he's got two mums. That's what book. I do with all my stories. So yeah. I, I tend to make the discrim- discriminating factor something else that's not going to alienate anyone in the class who's reading it. Uh, so yeah, they live in a world which is grey. And then one day they wake up and there's like a colourful house on the street and it's uh, Jenny and Hassan. They're colourful and they make friends with them. However, the other people on the street aren't happy that their new neighbours are so different and they try to get rid of them, Because all the other people on the street are living in grey. Yeah, yeah. And they just don't like the fact that it's different and then it's kind of left up to Kenny to let everyone know that it's okay to be different. And I don't want to spoil it. No spoilers, <laughs> no spoilers. But the message at the end is really beautiful. Thank you. You're lucky, actually. When we interview people who are either authors or have made films or created art, normally James doesn't read or watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine's so books, short. Yeah, your, your books are the kind of length that James likes. Yeah. So, sure so he has you, read this book. It's not because you've written it for children, but it also, yeah. it's perfect for my millennial attention span. <laughs> a gay and a non-gay. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Thanks for listening to Again and Non-Gay today. Whoop! So you're aiming to get a copy of this book in every school in the UK, right? That is correct. How so, are we doing? So I started it at the beginning of September. And as well as launching the book, I launched the Kenny Lives campaign, hashtag Kenny Lives. And there's twenty, approximately 23,000 primary schools in the UK. I'd like to get a copy of this book, at least one copy in every single primary school. And on the night, we raised enough money to send books to about 14 to 1,400 schools. So I'm like, what, 8% of the way there? That's really good. So we'll see how it goes. And you can donate right now. Yeah, if you go to popnolly.com forward slash Kenny Lives, then you can, well, you can buy a copy of the book for yourself. Or what people really like to do is they will donate a copy to their old primary school. Oh, my God. So, and if you want, we can say, hey, primary school, this book's been donated on behalf of James. I'm going to do that. Yeah, even if you wanted to write a whole letter. 
Am post I? it for me. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not doing the admin for there you. There is so much admin I did not realise, but I love it. But it's just, you know, when you start these things, you forget, like, oh my gosh, I've got to go to the post office hell of a lot of times. Oh, are, you, yeah. are you doing all the admin yourself? <laughs> yeah, you but that's... going down the post office every day? I cannot tell you the amount of times I've been to the post office in the past five years. Because <laughs> that was when I did my first book. I've distributed almost 10,000 copies of my books worldwide. I've probably been to the post office maybe about 5,000 times. Oh, my God. <laughs> Between me and my mum, because my mum used to do it as well. She used to help. Should we get you a badge? We have some merch, and one of our badges says, do the admin. Oh, my gosh, I need that so permanently get... on my forehead. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just like all the time. You need a reminder that you must do the admin. <laughs> I know. You can order worldwide as well, right? Sure. <laughs> you like, can. I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's the thing. I tend to say things and then work it out after, but that's what you have to do. Yeah. No, that I have sent quite a lot to the US, sent to Australia. What I'd love to do now is like translate them because a lot of people are like, oh, are you going to translate it into like German or French or something? And I would love to do that, but it's just I haven't got around to doing it. And also, it'd be nice if someone could help fund that because that would be like a big project. So let me know if you game. James. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're looking at me. We need to find a rich daddy. Yes. All um, the daddies. Can we talk about your other books too? Sure. Because you have here. quite a few and Prince Henry is one of my favourites. So what's Prince Henry about? I haven't read that one. Which one have you read? I've read Kenny Lives with Erica and Martin. Prince Henry is about Prince Henry, obviously. And he is uh, living in a fairy tale kingdom with his mum and dad, who are the king and queen. I'm literally, I can tell you the story off the heart. And they are rich. He loves being a prince. He gets to do a lot of cool, exciting things. Uh, he also has a best friend called Thomas. Thomas is very poor, but like Prince Henry is super nice to him and gives him like presents, like unicorns and stuff. Anyway. Normal presents. Yeah. The king and queen are like, Prince Henry, it's time for you to get married. So they invite all the princes and, well, all the eligible princes and all the eligible princesses in the land so that Prince Henry can choose one of them to marry. But Prince Henry was like, hang on, I already, like, this is lovely, thanks. But I already know who I want to get married to is Thomas. And his dad freaks out, not because Thomas is a boy, but because Thomas is poor. And the law is princes can only marry other princes or princesses. So it's kind of about that and how he overcomes that. I just gave you the whole story. I'm yeah, sorry. but it's cool because it's, it's <laughs> showing again how, like, it's not simple, I don't think, but you're, you're putting a story in the world we want to live in. I guess so, yeah. Saying that it's fine for you to marry a prince or princess. That's cool. Like, that's not a big deal. But how dare you marry someone poor? I mean, yeah. it's very relatable. I know, right? <laughs> it's more about it's about class then, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. But you're subtly mentioning at the same time that same-sex marriage is all good. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Like, the story isn't about same-sex marriage. The story is about acceptance yeah. Yeah. for everyone. It's <laughs> really kind of a running theme through your books. You just don't want other anyone... Because I think that's going to make it worse. If you do a story and it's like, some people are gay, but that's all right. But like you're in the minority. I don't know. If you make too much of a big deal of it, it's going to make someone feel so uncomfortable. It's like I remember ages ago on like Hollyoaks or something when they were finally doing like gay storylines. Craig and John Paul. Shout out. Were they together? Well, they were getting it on all the, all the bloody time uh, at 6.30 every night. <laughs> but I just remember that storyline, because I was watching it with my parents, it made me feel so uncomfortable because there was a negative connotation to it because he had a girlfriend. I think she kind of knew something wrong was going on. She was then became bulimic or something. 
and it made their relationship negative. It was in a negative light. And I think it's important to always keep the LGBT plus element positive at this moment in time because it's crucial that we keep it positive. Especially fans of rock and metal music. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's a joke. (laughs) Do you you actually relate? I was thinking about that. Like when you read Kenny Lives with Erica and Martina, do you relate to the metal? Does the metal journey fit in with that? It kind of does. A tiny bit, yeah. But obviously not to the same extent. Because yeah. if you take out the fact that they're like their house is in colour and swap that for the fact that maybe they, this family listens to metal music and everyone hates that, you've got a story so, yeah. perfect for the metal community. Yeah. It's wonderful, really. You should go to Download Festival and set up a, <laughs> set up a storm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure we could go to that, Ollie, and survive. Go ahead, right. we'll get ruined. It's really, have you been? No. Of course he hasn't been. <laughs> Do you want to talk about any of the other books as well? Because nah. actually, there's loads I haven't read. I haven't read. <laughs> I, I am finding it hysterical that James has read two of your books, and the only reason is that they're children's books. <laughs> That's not true. It's because it he's my true. friend. It is true. If you'd written a novel, there's no way you would have read it. You'd have got me to read it. <laughs> um, Ollie, thanks so much for passing through. Your book, Kenny Lives with Erica and Martina, is out now. Everybody, buy a copy and send it to the school that you're out of, the school that you used to go to. Go to poppinolly.com. That's P-O-P-N-O-L-L-Y.com. And we're going to give some of your books away on our socials. Yay! Yes. Have you still got them? So if you go to uh, Gay on Gay on Twitter and Instagram, we'll let you know how you can grab a copy of Ollie's books free. But also, you should donate. So we'll give you a copy free, but you have to then donate a copy to your old school. That's how this is going to work. <laughs> it's a sort of buy one, get one free yeah, thing. I mean, legally, that's not how this is going to work. Yay. But I would love it if you actually did do that. Thanks, gay non-gayers. Thanks, everyone. Do check out Ollie Pike everywhere on YouTube, on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, make sure you get his books. Go to popandolly.com. Um, we love you, Ollie. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. I don't want you me. to leave. I know. This is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> but I'm going to go. Bye. Come and see a gay and a non-gay live. Head to gaynongay.com for tickets. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com. We make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.